to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is May 19th, and this is episode 197. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day today. We are granted with the presence of Giga J himself. Welcome, my friend. Good to have you on, as always. Oh, what's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, here in Giga J instead of just regular J, I, I must have some sort of explosive news, huh? <laughs> You've done I'm it I'm coming yourself. in here with the heat, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a few things to talk about in regards to, like, current price action and see uh, what your thoughts are afterwards. It's always interesting whenever I get the uh, chance to be present for this podcast to be able to discuss our, you know, our thoughts and when they coincide or when there's confluence between them. Yeah, it's usually a good signal, isn't it? So uh, let's do it. Um, right now, I'm seeing on uh, like daily time frames, pretty much. So not high time frame, not necessarily low, but um, I am seeing bearish market structure currently happening uh and that's why we're kind of at this sticking point here in the twenty-six thousand range that's why bears are trying to keep the price below twenty-seven thousand because that was our previous support um gosh was this like three weeks ago now already that's amazing time flies almost almost four weeks now back in end of april so now we're hovering below that right so we're turning what was previous support into resistance at this point putting in lower highs and lower lows now the question to me is is this going to produce another lower low we haven't done it yet technically if you go back to middle of march you can actually see where our actual range is you can see our range really just starts right about here at 26 six we'll say on uh what march 18th there that low in the wick and since then we've bounced off of it like seven times one two three i mean it just over and over right but you'll notice the bounces are getting smaller and smaller right the first bounce got us up to the thirty thousand mark the second bounce only got us up to like 27 something and we actually front ran it here but you know if if we uh <laughs> If we're going to continue that trend, then naturally this is going to become another lower high or lower low, I should say, and then probably come back up and retry it one more time. But, you know, that's typical structure, you know, when you're looking at a chart. But the way I see how hard we pumped up here uh, originally, what is that like beginning of March? through middle of March there, that pump from 20,000 up to about 27 in a week. Well, things can come down that quickly too, right through it, right? Like where are our major support levels? So I think if we close below 26,500, let's say on a daily closing basis, then I'm looking at this low over here instead, right at about 24,000, probably wick just below 24,000. Uh, middle of March there, uh, 15th of March. I could see us wicking below that, um, taking some of the liquidity from longs currently opened there, um, you know, and probably get a sizable bounce and maybe continuation to the upside from there. And then we're looking for our mid 30s targets. Or do we get a little mini bounce? And then continue further down and shake more people out down to like maybe 21, 22. You know, it's how much liquidity is needed for this move up. You know, how many people can they shake out, right? The good old days of how many people can we shake out in order to get the price we want? You know, so you just kind of think about it from that point of view. And what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on what I'm thinking? Well, I absolutely agree. You know, we haven't really seen the, the blood in the streets as far as these shorter terms. 
go. Um, the price action continues to roll over and closing below that key level of 26,500, which I'm in 100% agree with, uh, agreement with is the level that I'm looking for. The thing is, is that I want to see the close below that level on like a main trading day. You know, if we have it over the weekend here, it's not as reputable. It's not as forthcoming as per se if, if it happens on Monday, right? But you're right, like volumes have been squeezing, momentum's dropping, everything's trying to turn, but at the same time, you know, uh, the stock market is making almost like a final last move type of rally. Is, is Bitcoin just negating the bullshit right now? Or is this move going to continue into the next couple of weeks? And Bitcoin's just going to kind of turn, you know, fall in line, say, well, fine, and kind of start working back up um, into some sort of last ditch effort of push. I mean, you know, the thing is, is if, if we're still in euphoria state, uh, like a euphoric state of mind within the markets, then yeah, like it's, it's gonna have to go up for at least until the stock market and the, uh, Dixie figure out what direction they want to go because right now they're both pumping. And Bitcoin was the only one that was like, no, this isn't right. We can't, you know, no, this is, <laughs> you know, why can't it just be simple where they all just correlate in the same way at all times? Instead, it's <laughs> like, yes, two out of three times, I'll kind of correlate with it. And then the one of the third, eh, I don't want to deal with that shit. No, nah, NASDAQ can do what it wants to do. I'm good. I'll just, I'll just dump a little bit. It's like, right. what? I mean, you think about it, you know, the <laughs> dollar value going up and the stock price going up. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. a win-win for most people, but right. it doesn't, it doesn't usually ever happen. Right. Uh, just to add one, uh, one more little piece here. Um, cause I didn't really talk about any indicators too much, but I'll make it as simple as possible really for anyone that can just listen here. So the stochastic, stochastic momentum is basically something saying, you know, what is the momentum of the current trend? Pretty much very simply. Uh, and you can see in a couple different ways here. This is called the DMI, Directional Momentum Indicator. And you can see that the green has just been decreasing the entire time on the way up, right? So when we were all the way up here at 30,000, the DMI is at a much lower point here compared to when we were doing the original pump, right? The momentum is decreasing on the way up, but it was still moving in that direction. Now you can actually notice that the uh downward momentum is now increasing right gradually we're having smaller green or uh green pumps and bigger red pumps in the directional momentum so it's kind of interesting that the dmi is agreeing with this downward move which is also giving more pressure to the downside uh as well as to give a little bit more agreeance here if the stochastic momentum that's this uh light blue and light pink indicator here and if we were to close below twenty six thousand seven hundred we'll say so i mean it's only 150 dollars down right now uh then that's going to indicate downward momentum as well too uh so there, there's a, there's several things that are kind of pointing that more than likely we see downside but it's all probabilities of course so anyway i mean the overallness of everything right now is continually turning down so it does make sense that we would uh, continue to see downwards pressure into the next couple weeks. I mean, as far as the midterms and short terms go, there's definitely opportunity for bounces in here, depending on what happens with our close today, what happens with our close over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. We may be expecting that first. We may not be able to break through this key level of support 
at 26,500 before we see some sort of retest into 28 or 28,500. But I mean, as far as things go, short term wise, we already tested back into our first what was support and our resistance at 27,500. We got that a couple days ago. We rejected. We fell right back to the support, right? So basically, our range is very tight. It's within a thousand dollars. We're gonna have to see some sort of monumental move in volume in one direction or the other of whatever's going to happen. The thing is, is right now, like the midterms are trying to steer the macro, and the macro is not really sure whether this is a you know full-on steam move down or not. With that being said, uh, I'm gonna dive into our schedule uh, regularly regularly scheduled programming as always starting off with the macros here just taking a quick look at weekly not a whole lot of change in the last two days really i mean money flow is still pointing down we've still got confirmed red dot uh, potato signal and wolf pack is the last stand basically um before a triple confirmation to the downside here which we haven't seen a tc down um since back here in november this will be the first true triple confirmation down um, since that point on that on that time frame. So, you know, is it going to happen? Can it happen in time? Will it not? Will we see something very similar to what we saw back in March where we tapped down to 20K? We got viciously thrown back up and never actually saw our triple confirmation on that macro time frame. As far as the midterms go right now, I mean, both market structure and FIBs are both overextended and done. We've already tapped out the top of both ETH and BTC as far as three days concerned. Uh, money flow is still either chopping sideways or going in a downwards direction. So overall, again, you know, the momentum does seem to be trying to pressure us down. Overall, daily, same dealio, bearish market structure. ETH, not so much, but it is, it is uh, completely tapped out. It did tap the top already at $2,100, at $2,000. So, you know, I can, I can understandably see why there is so much confusion and just like consolidation going on here, because obviously if we close below 26500 we open up the path all the way down into 2223 potentially. If we close above 28500 we open up a, a portal basically all the way to 3031. So we're kind of stuck in this middle zone until we have a, conf a confirmation of the overall direction for the next couple weeks. Again, everything's being weird. Everything's kind of like doing what it wants to do right now. And, you know, we have to figure out whether the S&P is actually making a move here and the Dixie's going to reject, maybe taking one last two, you know, kind of stab down before continuing up and the S&P would obviously do the opposite one last stab up before taking a pretty decent reversal we are on one of the most critical resistance levels of the S&P um to date essentially the uh, downwards descending channel that we're in we are you know slamming into it as we speak so yeah it's it's going to be tough trading i think for most people because these gains are going to come and then they're going to get taken right back. It's going to right, jump right back into that mid zone again and again and again. You know, so the range is very tight. You need to be aware that we are in a ranging market. Nothing is 100% guaranteed right now. Upside move, downside move. But the overall would lead us to believe that it is more than likely a downwards uh, facing type of deal. Because we have bearish pattern. We have bearish uh, divergence 
confluencing with all of that. As far as the midterm short terms go, they are trying to bounce here. The four hour downwards of one hour, 15 minute, so, uh, showing some upside strength here, um, potentially not giving us the close that the bears want to see today below 26,500. If we can close above 26,800 or even 27,200, which we talked about two days ago, again, you know, it's just, it's just pushing off uh, an inevitable bigger move later and saying that, well, you know, we have a couple more days. <laughs> We're <laughs> keep going sideways here. Maybe it works itself out pressure-wise and and totally reverses. But um, very, very questionable space to be trading. Obviously, if you're in a 30K short, you're in a comfortable spot. If you're in a 25K long, you're in a pretty comfortable spot. You're right in the middle. And I wouldn't be making any rash decisions until we actually see what's going to happen here. Yeah, nothing really else to see in the shorter, shorter terms. We would want to see market structure flip. We would want to see uh, everything turn back into one direction, you know, depending on these time frames. Basically, the bulls want to see the 15, the hourly, and the four hour line up in the upside direction. The bears obviously want to see it all line up to the downside. That should be pretty obvious, right? But whatever happens first is more than likely going to be the direction that we push into the weekend. As far as Dixie goes, you know, we had kind of a uh, hard top where we slammed up really fast into 103.5. That was our level of key level resistance that we wanted to see. Um, it is, as of right now, rejecting with some sort of bearish divergence on both our Wolfpack and Market Liberator. So, you know, trying to take a step down if we find support at 102.7 or 102 and a half continuation to the upside is still likely we still don't have converging wave on any of those medium term time frames so at some point we are going to have to take a larger step back down and then look for that continuation type of wave um, s p same boat bearish divergence on the last two tops in the shorter terms um medium terms not really giving us any bearish divergence there so if we are to find support at the 618, let's say at 4160, if we can get all the way back there into next week um, and hold it, we're looking for that higher low and hopefully push through resistance. The next uh, key level of resistance is coming in at 4315. So a nice 115 point jump from where we are pretty much right now. It'll be interesting again to see where this goes. The last time we had this type of like just continuation of momentum, even though it doesn't really make any sense as to why it's doing it, I think we pushed up almost 10% before everything kind of fell off a cliff. Um, and if we're applying the same type of math, 10% on like 4,000 or 4,100 is like 400 ish points to the upside. So 44.10 or. 4475 something along those lines is is possible here uh, for the S&P and again if this makes its way all the way back up into um, into these levels what is Bitcoin going to do you know I would imagine that it is going to align itself with the S&P once again if the S&P can show that the strength is not just you know open air essentially fake news whatever what do you think Jay yeah, I'm thinking so man the uh, it's talking about those correlations you know between s p nasdaq all those and sometimes they're not really correlating but at the same time if do you think bitcoin lags because 
it's not like the S&P or NASDAQ is watching Bitcoin and deciding to follow suit. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Bitcoin is an asset in one of those and then they follow suit or something almost or Bitcoin almost does every time. So if they're doing these moves, then it would only make sense that Bitcoin were to follow it if it's going to, I guess. But I, I'd, I'd really like to, you know, deep dive into like the actual probabilities of a correlation. Like if there's mm-hmm. some sort of data driven way to figure out how often does it move together, you know, cause it's all about probabilities and trading anyway. So it'd be really interesting to know um, how those really line up. But yeah. well, I mean, I, I see it like Bitcoin's almost like the S and P's uh, ADHD um, <laughs> cousin, you know, it, it tends to either move ahead of time or after the fact, um, you know, it's either too occupied with what it's doing already to see what the S&P is doing or it when it does finally catch up it just wants to run as soon as you know as fast as possible to catch up with what everything else is doing as far as like a couple days ago uh, when we were looking at Bitcoin and the S&P on the same chart they were the charts were basically the exact same other than the fact of when we started pumping on the S&P and Bitcoin started uh, dumping here we had a very similar flag formation going on that was going on in these time frames. Oh yeah, I see it there. Bitcoin just busted down. The S and P said, "Now we're going to hold." Exactly. So like S and P pulled the flag and used it, where Bitcoin found support, came back up, rejected, and then crashed through. Incredible. And has since been uh, consolidating. But we pumped up and then consolidated and then you know gave a little bit back. Now we're holding support. Here's one for you. So and not trading talk because we love to we love to talk about trading and checks of course, but <laughs> just overall so just gauging sentiment. I'm judging my own personal sentiment and I'm trying to figure out if, you know, I I have the same as most retail or not, you know. I'm not sure with how much, you know, time I'm looking at charts and following and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, I'm not really that interested in buying right now. Even when the altcoin market has been bleeding and bleeding and bleeding, and it's like, oh, look at these values now. Wow. You know, it's like, what a deal. But in reality, I still see more bleeding more than likely coming. But, you know, it's all probabilities, obviously. It doesn't have to. But that that's kind of what I'm seeing. My thought is, is that do you think majority of the market has a similar sentiment and that's why we're seeing this price action as well too since the market is almost you know so much of it is just sentiment as well too built into it you know the euphoria the fear it's all kind of built into those candles too so what are your thoughts um yeah i mean like i would say that still probably in comparison to two or three years ago the sentiment is still way way down like you can see it within whether you're looking at, you know, views on crypto content or crypto Twitter or just the, you know, the volumes themselves in these coins, sentiment is still really low. There's still a lot of people that exited the market and haven't come back yet. And until, you know, Bitcoin's making headlines again, until Bitcoin's doing day after day, you know, higher highs, whoa, you know, I can't keep going, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it does keep going, you know, people aren't going to be paying as much attention. There's a lot of things happening in the world right now that um, I think are taking attention away from this, you know, between banks failing, between the BRICS currency potentially kind of, I mean, like, you know, those are, those are things that we pay attention to as traders. 
your average person, you probably ask them about bricks right now. They'll probably ask you what the heck you're talking about. Weather. It's like weather almost. Um, you know, when it's nice outside, people aren't apt to be inside as much and looking at computers and watching stuff like this. You know, so like summer volume, do you think summer volume has an effect on it? Just people with interest? Definitely. Definitely. It, it helps. It boosts, you know, potentially. I mean, uh, it's all dependent, right? Because traders do have lives. They do go out and spend time with their families and such. Um, but at the same time, when the charts are good, the charts are good. You know, and I, I don't know if um, the majority of, of good traders, of profitable traders, you know, tend to take that into account. It's it's a good day for trading, whether it's rain, shit, or shine. Yeah. I do want to preface just because, uh, you know, every time I come on this podcast, you warmly invite me, even though I always bring downside pressure to the market. I'm not really sure why you do that. It's like I'm just like a thunderstorm and you're like, yeah, just come on in here. You know, we prices are about to go down. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I come in and I'm spewing more of the same stuff, it sounds like. But I'm thinking there's a strong chance still that even if we see lower lows, you know, like on this current move, that we're going to see one more upside push before if we come down strong again, if we do. So I think if we do come down to 20, like 25, 25, right in there, or even down to like 21, there'd still be a higher low on the overall like bigger macro picture there. Exactly. So one more higher push is definitely possible, you know, and getting into lower mid 30s, possibly even higher, who knows? You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I definitely think there's a lot of liquidity to grab in order to get that jet fuel to get that last push up. But I don't think that last push up is going to be, you know, 50K or anything. I really don't see that in the cards at all. Uh, but what you, yeah, definitely, I still think more upside is coming. So I'm just uh, I'm just sitting there putting my hands together like Mr. Burns, man. Excellent. Yes. Come down into my buy zone. <laughs> yes, that's the price I like. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's how I see it too. You know, anything we get at this point, I'm looking at as opportunity, higher low, even if we form some sort of midterm lower low, but higher low in the macro, like as long as we don't go below 15.5 or 16.3, depending how you want to look at it. Um, I see that as bullish continuation. So it should be seen as opportunity if we do crash through. Now, I mean, you know, I would be able to tell you guys if you know, if the signal hits, that more than likely it's going to try and retest into those lows. If it doesn't hit and we hold this zone or we have some sort of quick spike here into 25, um, I don't see us getting back into those low 20s or even, you know, lower than 20 again. But I think a lot of it is going to have to do with, are we going to get the, the lower probabilistic soft landing that we've seen three out of 13 times? Or are we going to see the hard landing of the stock market and actually go into true recession, you know, everything starts to patter out. Like, I mean, this would be a pretty good price to go into recession from, at least on Bitcoin, right? 50% down from here, from 27K, is like 13.5. I don't think that we'd get the full 50%. I think we'd see like a 40% drawdown on the maximum push, puts us back into those um, 2022 20, lows. And then continuation from there. So like worst, worst case scenario is still a higher low and continuation to the upside. So, you know, yeah, 
it's it should be seen as opportunity and that's just the thing until we get the signal of my macro i just want to actually i want to quickly show you guys what the last couple trades this thing has done just so you're you know you understand the reference points um the long that it's in right now was taken at 17,960 the last short it took was from 47 to 17 the last long that it did was from 38 to 47 and the best long that this thing has done was 8k to 56k there is there's a lot of merit that i'm putting behind this thing so you know if it does actually flip then yeah unfortunately we're probably going to close below 25 we're going to lose that that uh key level of support close below 26500 both of those right now are coming in as the most important levels in the short term um 22 to 23 is the midterm key level support macro support and uh 19520 is coming in as like the macro key level and 165 coming in as the macro support overall in the macro so you know there's steps here there's steps that we would want to see in how it plays out but if it closes this long trade and actually turns over you know we would be playing out like the previous fractal i can pull this over here we can see that it was a two-step motion right but we're running out of time to take a slam down consolidate and then take the next leg down it, i would say within the next one to two weeks if it does not start like we're already over extending here if we don't see this thing actually fall off the cliff it's going to hold support and it's going to try and use this as a launch pad essentially for maybe one more leg into the mid 30s maybe even all the way to 40k you know that's just like it's just how it goes if it can't break down it's going to go up. Hey, I got a, I got, I got a quick question because I can't possibly sure. let go something you just said a second ago about trades it's taken. Did I just hear a casual like eight k to fifty six k trade? Yeah, like just just a casual seven x. No, five hundred percent. Like, yeah, just just oh, you know, just oh, just five hundred percent. You know that that's all. Uh, yeah. you know, it's casual, right? With uh, with TC man, this uh. This thing is nuts, man. This thing Tell is me. nuts. It's going to change the world, man. Let me show you this. Look, this was the long here. 8,000. No signals. Nothing. Nothing. Sold it off at 56 uh, and then went short. What a boss. Like, I don't really have any other words to describe it, but who longs 8,000 and shorts 56,000? <laughs> Like what? That's so incredible. It's like that's the thing we always say. Oh man, next bull run, I'm gonna do that. I'm yeah. gonna long below and just let it ride. Like yeah, you say you're gonna do it, but let's see you actually do it. I don't know. The bot does it because it doesn't have an emotion. It just follows the strategy. Now we're um we're in talks about maybe potentially implementing this longer term strategy in as well. If that was something maybe you guys would like, you know, put some love in the chat. Obviously, if you don't want it, it oh well, I have to be in a trade for like six months. Ah, oh, no good. Because the average, I think the average trade here is um, let me see here. Average trade I think is a hundred and eighty something days, a hundred and ninety days. Yeah, fifteen hundred candles. These are three hour candles. It's about a it's about half six months. Yeah, about a hundred and eighty days average. Which most people, you know, they, I mean, me personally. I think that's great. Let, set it and forget it. Leave it the heck alone. Let it do its thing. It's only made nine trades since 2019. But that is a... Where am I here? 2,700% without leverage. 10 grand turned into $275,000 over the course of four years. Not even four years. Three and a half. 
I have FOMO just thinking about that. I, I, <laughs> I like, like it. I was over here like, I am a robot, just like the bot. I can do it too. Instant FOMO. Well, you know, everyone wants to trade the bullshit in between. And it's like, you know, you don't need to do that. Just let it do its thing. Let it come back down. Retest and support until everything breaks down here for sure. You know, there's still bounce opportunity. There's still potential uh, one more drive. Maybe even, you know, setting us into a new pattern in its own because this fractal would be invalidated at that point if we do start bouncing here. And I mean, you can see how we've bounced from this level the last two times and even going back into other bullish movements, how it's moved in here, how it moved through here, retesting, right? Like strong, strong drives in volume once it actually gets back above and starts actually, actually heading in that direction. As we can see, 27,500 is that first key level. We get above 27,500, we still have to deal with 28,500, but I would imagine that, you know, that could be a one-day, two-day event, and that's all it took. And I mean, strangely enough, you know, we're almost back into the green money flow here on the three-hour. The wolf pack's trying to turn back up the green dots confirmed, and we are holding for now. We don't want to see this EMA turn down. We want to see everything continue sideways and then up if the bulls are going to have a chance here. All right, my friends, as always, if you guys are listening on the internet, on the web, on Spotify, RSS feed, Google podcasts, we appreciate you guys. We would love to hear from you guys. If you guys like what we're doing, if there's things you would change, you know, we want to hear that. We have an email. You can find it at tripleconfirmation.com. I guess I could just tell you as well. You can email us at hello at tripleconfirmation.com. And yeah, check out our bot. Check out our presale. We've got exciting things happening. Jonas has sent over 250 emails in the last day and a half to various investors, things as such. You know, that pre-sale, before you guys know it, is going to be sold out. So we do encourage you to go check out the pre-sale, not financial advice. Do with it what you will. But the first round of tokens is still going on. You can get those for 20 cents a piece, which if you know what we're doing, you know what the project's all about. That is a steal of a deal. All right, my friends, as always, we hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on Monday. Giga J, thank you so much for being here, by the way, my friend. I appreciate your insight, as always. Yeah, buddy, happy to join in, you know, and uh, one of these days I'm going uh, to bring the bull most bullish news you can possibly imagine. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to make the great baked potato FOMO, <laughs> and, and we all know that's not possible, but I, I'm going to do my damnedest. So, but I, I appreciate it, buddy. Always. I look forward to that day, my friend. All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.